This is the Gold Nose Podcast. This is episode number six. This is December 6, 2019. Happy Friday. Um, I wanted to go in a different direction with today's show. Um, I wanted to take a break from the coaching, coaching search. And I wanted to start off um, by talking about Cam Akers' legacy and Marvin Wilson's legacy. Um, first off, uh, Cam Akers might be the, excuse me, best player to ever come through Florida State without a supporting cast. And what does that mean? That means that he didn't really have a defense. He really didn't have an offensive line. And two out of the three years that he was at Florida State, he went over a thousand yards and, um, you know, just class, a class act, never got in any trouble, good guy in the locker room, and um, he won't, he, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to put him in the top five running backs of all time at Florida State, Um, if I had to name my top five, I would probably say, wow, I never really thought about that. I mean, you have to say one and two is Dalvin Cook and Warwick Dunn, not in that order. Number three would probably have to be Amp Lee. Um... I guess you could throw Devontae Freeman in there. Uh all time. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Tiger McMillan. Um Travis Minor. Rock Preston. I don't know. <clears throat> but I just if Cam Eggers had like just an average offensive line, an average ACC offensive line, what would his stats be? That's I mean, that's a legit question. If he had a a competent defense that could actually get the opposing offense off the field. You know, maybe one, two, three, four, five times a game. Um, where would he be at? Well, you know, <clears throat> I would say at least he's got about a a thousand and change now. I think maybe eleven hundred. I'm not sure. He probably he's probably close to two thousand yards. But the fact that his offensive line can't get any push. You know, they can't pass block, so everybody just keys on him. I mean, the old adage this year was stop Cam Akers, stop Florida State. So, let's move on to Marvin Wilson. Marvin Wilson, very strong player. 
really no surrounding uh, talent, uh, with the exception of maybe Brian Burns. Um, he's not in my top five uh, defensive tackles all time at Florida State. Great player. He had basically um, had a well, no, he had Jimbo his first year, and then Willie his sophomore and most of his junior year. But just he basically played in three different, two different defensive schemes. One where he was a 4-3 defensive tackle and the other one where he was a 3-4 in. So, you know, I was asking a lot of him. But nevertheless, he he, he played great uh, throughout his career. Um, you know, I don't put him ahead of Corey Simon, Jernigan, <clears throat> Mario Edwards, Andre Wadsworth, um, and these guys are basically recent. But an all-ACC player, likely to be a first-round pick, and, um, you know, you just wish that the administration had chosen a better coach than Willie Taggart, and maybe just maybe these two players would have had better careers they had pretty good careers at florida state but um they possibly could have had all-time great careers if they would have been used properly and um you know you just have to sit back and wonder man just you know five star two five stars coming out of high school just were not used properly in my opinion um Let's see, I wanted to touch on the coaching. Um, is all this coaching stuff a smokescreen for either Odell or Bryles? I know I said I was going to take a coaching search break, but I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Um, maybe, possibly. Um, I think Bryles is a little bit more qualified than Odell because he's been a coordinator. But... I don't think they're going to hire either one of those guys. I don't the as I'm recording this episode, they're saying that Mike Norvell is the front runner, so we'll see, man. That's all I'm gonna say about the coaching search. Um Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart is throwing his name out there for South Florida. I mean, I wish them all the best, man, but, you know, was he sandbagged at Florida State? Did, did, did Brow sandbag Taggart to get him fired? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, at the end of the day, Willie Taggart had the final say on everything because he was the head coach, so. Ultimately, he made the decision to put Hornybrook out there. And, you know, that's basically who got him fired was Hornybrook. Hornybrook is not an ACC. He's not, to me, he's not even a, a Division One t- 
talent. He, he is a he's a FCS quarterback, and I'm being generous with that. I mean, you just go back and watch, just watch the Clemson game, or just watch the Miami game. He is he is trash personified, man. Um, but I'll touch on Hornybrook on some le- in some later episodes. I got some. I got some stuff I got to get off my chest with that guy. And uh, the also I wanted to touch on the uniform and logo changes. I know I'm several years too late on this, but you got to, man, the logo is okay. I wish they would go back to the old logo, but the black uniforms, burn them, please. That is not Florida State. Please burn them. If I ever agree with one thing that Jimbo ever did was he never let those guys wear those black uniforms. They are hideous. Um, please stay with the traditional colors. Um, I know back in the day, Florida State used to all wear all white on in the away games. I don't like that. You know, you can rock the all white and the all gar- garnet every once in a while. But the tradition is at home you wear gold helmet, garnet jersey, gold pants, and on the road, gar- uh, gold helmet, white jersey, gold pants. That's what I pretty much grew up with watching Florida State. So it was nice to see that Odell went back to that instead of what Willie Taggart was doing. And... uh My top five no's of all time, man. Top five no's of all time. Number five, Dalvin Cook. Uh, one of the best players to ever come through. Um, he he got in like one little thing when uh he got suspended. I think it was either his. His sophomore year, but other than that, great player, always showed up, <laughs> except for the Oregon game where he, where he fumbled. But he was a true freshman, so I'll give him a pass on that. But truly one of the greatest players to ever come through, Florida State. Um, Number four, Warwick Dunn. I mean, what can I say, man? What can I say? Barry Sanders, Jr.? Almost 11,000 yards in the NFL. One of the, you know, just one of the greatest people to ever come through Florida State University, man. Just the stuff he's done off the field with giving people houses and stuff. And but I'm talking about his pro career, his college career. I mean, he caught that pass against Florida, went down the sideline. That's that's the one play you'll always remember with him, man. Um you know, definitely one of my favorite players to ever come through. Number three, Derek Brooks. I mean, Derek Brooks, man, that dude. I remember when I was in high school, I, they had a, a game in Chapel Hill, man. <laughs> I think he killed about two or three Tar Heels that game, man. 
just one of the fastest, most intelligent linebackers in the history of the game. I mean, he could have played. He could have played free safety at Florida State. That's how fast he was. I mean, run, his the way I described Derrick Brooks hit hit run like a run like a gazelle, hit like a Mack truck. That's that's Derrick Brooks in a nutshell. You know, might arguably, arguably. The the best defensive player to ever come through Florida State. Number two, Charlie Ward. Um, just uh, class personified, clutch. You know, led the team to the nineteen ninety three national championship. Uh, was. Point guard at Florida State chose not to play uh, pro football because he felt disrespected that he didn't get drafted in the early rounds. Um, but just a class act, man, all the way around. Um, Heisman Trophy winner. And uh, my most memorable play for him was the uh, – the game against Miami where The Rock basically twisted his head all the way around and he still made a, a good play. So that's how I remember Charlie Ward. Number one, Deion Sanders, prime time. Arguably the greatest player to ever come through Florida State, Hall of Famer, 50-plus uh, interceptions during his career, just a freak of nature on the field, man. My... Uh, play that I remember him was the uh, was the interception in the Michigan State game where he jumped like ten feet in the air <laughs> over Andre Rising, and uh, you can't say enough about Dion as a player, man. Just just one of the craziest athletes to ever come through, man. And uh, those are my top five knows. Um, I want to thank everybody uh, for listening to my show. Um, we're going to be on Apple Podcasts pretty soon. But if you check me out on Spotify, check me out on Google. And uh, thank you for your support. And go Knowles. <laughs>